Hello, all you paranormal freaks. It's the last Saturday of the month, and you know what that means. The veil is at its thinnest. So if you're brave enough, all of you hitchers and drifters, load up for a ride with Golden Jay and Logan as they traverse to the other side. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, hanging out with Just Logan. <laughs> Lisa sounds a little more excited about it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like it's been forever. It has been forever. I don't think that we've actually talked since, um, I mean, talk, talk since the uh, last time we got together to record. Yeah, that sounds pretty close to it. It's just December got away from me in a big bad way. Oh, December's a messy month, man. You know, if you, I think uh we spent weekend shopping and running around and you know, um Aunt Bobby has to spend some time with that new baby and you oh, know, I just bet. shit like that. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas? Uh sure. <clears throat> It's, uh, I don't know. I've never been a big Christmas person at all, but, uh, was it? There's the whole month of like planning up for Christmas because you got to get gifts around for everybody. Uh-huh. And then like everybody starts driving like a bunch of assholes. Like the moment Thanksgiving ends, <laughs> like everybody drives like dipshits around here. Right. After for the holiday season. Uh, we did some cool stuff like, uh, we went to the local, like, they have this big, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a park, but not because it's got exotic plants and stuff. Shangri-La is what it's called. And they did everything up with, like, lights and everything. So that was neat. We took the kids. We went with Kayla's mom and her uh, and her best friend. And then uh, we started doing uh, the elves on the shelves for the girls. Uh, I think you were actually talking to Mason about this the other day. He made a joke about uh, uh, on the on the Facebook Messenger. He made a joke about what my elf would look like, and I was like, "Your clothes." See, my kids. <laughs> we were at the mall one day, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Krampus. It's one of my favorite uh, holiday movies. And we're at the mall. Me and Kayla doing some shopping one day, and I saw Krampus on a mantle. Instead of Elf on a shelf, and I was like, "All right, well, if the girls are bad, I'll tell them." This guy's going to come to town. <laughs> and sure enough, as soon as I say that, I get home and they start being butts for no reason. Uh, I blame the schools because like during December, they just give them so much candy. Oh, and, yeah. Like, all sorts of bullshit. And so I spent uh, while we were watching, uh, I think we were watching 90 Day Fiance the other way. Uh, and I just sat there and I got out a big chunk of cardboard and I made a big fancy door and put some neon lights inside of it and stuck it on the shelf. And I was like, listen, if you guys are bad, uh, Krampus, Krampus going to come here and it's going to, what it's going to do is going to write down all the bad things you're doing. It's going to tell Krampus. And they're like, Oh, it's whatever. It's whatever. And I put that door up that night and I went to work and I come home and my daughter comes out. She's like, did you see that door? And she's like, uh, I think a crampin might be here and this and that. But what she didn't know is when I walked through the house, I opened that door up a little bit and I stuck that little bastard hanging out the door. <laughs> so she was like, come look at the door. Come look at the door. And this kid 
turns the corner to look at to show me this door and she just freezes on a dime and then she screams and runs the opposite direction <laughs> and go sure enough she goes and tells her sister her little sister she's like it's out there it's out there and her sister comes look around the corner sees it and she hauls ass so did it did it serve its purpose oh i that that night that was the quickest they have ever cleaned their room and gone to bed in their whole lives. <laughs> and then the rest of the, the rest of the month, they were, they were hesitant to come out here, especially if they're being little monsters, they'd be like, ah, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to go out in the living room. I'll just, we'll just chill back here. <laughs> um, I know that uh, one of my all time favorite things is to see all the different shit that people do with the elf on the shelf you know, hot tubs with Barbie or, yeah. you know, shitting out little uh, Hershey's kisses. Those are always fun. Uh, you know, I, my all-time favorite, I think, is uh, the elf at the strip club, you know, with the Barbies on the pole and yeah. and dollar bills floating around. But I did, I was at Walmart. Uh, I, I don't even know why I was at fucking Walmart. You know me and Walmart are not like besties or anything, but uh, I was wandering around and just in a random spot was Snoop on a stoop. My mom's got one. And then about a week and a half later, I seen your mom. She sent me a picture of uh, of the one that she got. And so I'm like, oh God, what yeah. is this world coming to? Yeah. I like the L's. It's cool. It gets the kids all excited and everything. But uh, like I said, uh, the Krampus was so much better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so much better. And then uh, every time they went anywhere, they had to tell somebody about it. They had barely talked about their elves, but they're always talking about Krampin and what he did and this and that. Because Essie <laughs> started behaving really well, but Sabrina was still having some rough times. And uh, like at one point, she was uh, she's being particularly ornery. So uh, I took her one of her stuffed pigs and I tied it up and I put it in the Krampin's hands right by his door. And uh, and she's seen it. She's like, he's got my pig. And the next time she walks in the living room, the door's closed and he's gone. And she was, <laughs> was mad. But at the yeah. end, after the door went away, her pig was sitting there with a bow on it. And I was like, look, you were good. So he brought it back before he left forever. <laughs> you had more fun doing all that kind of shit than, uh, than oh, the actual kids had with it. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Well, you feel like you're you you get a little something back for them being little buttheads, you know? Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. I think that's the good. whole point for parents with even just the elf on the shelf. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of wish you had one all year all year long now to to kind of sway the way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, but we just uh we did that, and then uh I had Friday off uh the Friday of the Christmas weekend. And uh, we went to Louisiana, and they were there from Friday, and we came back Monday. So I was there for ever, and then we got back here. I went and visited uh, the older girls that I raised, uh, the girls' half-sisters, at their grandparents' house. And then after oh, that, man. we went to Kayla's mom's house to see her and her sister. So like it was just four days of nonstop Christmas joy. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid— <laughs> my parents got to enjoy Christmas at their house for the most part, you know, like at the end of the day, they would go, we'd go like, see you guys or something. Or right. like when her parents still lived in out there, like see them, but it's nothing like what's expected of, of my ass. Like, it's like, oh, come here for four days out of your home and you'll have to find somebody that's willing to feed your cats during the Christmas holiday. And then 
Oh yeah, but it, I mean, come on, it's a good time. You get Dude, to go and we sleep on a we're there. Brittany and Jeremy get like the adult guest bedroom, and like me and Kayla sleep in the the bunk bed with our kids. So our kids are above us, and we're sleeping on a twin size <laughs> bunk bed. Yeah, and both of us are light sleepers, so anytime those kids move, you're up. Right. But I had a good time. It's just uh it's just you miss your when you're you just miss your house. It's not like when you're a kid and it's exciting. When you're an adult, you're like, ah, I just want to be home. Yeah, no, I get my I get stuff that. and my things. I get that. Uh, you know, uh mine is mine is uh Christmas is a little bit different for us uh now because we go up and stay with Gunner christmas eve and then get up with the, and then everybody else shows up over there so because i don't feel like getting up that early in the morning and driving all the way up there so yeah i just stay he's got a guest room and um but i know the feeling when we're in kansas city and it's like you're ready to go home but for me i don't you know it's that nine hour drive home and it's kind of like that's the part you dread the most oh yeah you're happy to be there and happy to hang out in the airbnbs or the hotels or whatever but you know that that fucking time's coming when you just got to make that long ass drive home. And yeah, it just looms over you the whole time. You're like, this is fun. But at the end of the day, I got to drive seven hours back yeah. just waiting for you. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just right there. But um, my parents ain't too bad. It's, it's just like a little over an hour from here. It's not nothing horrible, but that's like driving to Fort Wayne from here. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Da-da. nice but yeah um we did uh today the the show as of, as of, as of this recording today's show came out with the haunted utah and we were talking about um you know new year's stuff because you know the new year is just a few days away yep. and even when this drops on saturday you know it's still still a couple days out but uh I just want to say that I, I apologize. I missed a couple of people that had been with us this year. You know, I kind of hit on a, um, on, you know, it was like just a spontaneous question about, you know, what we've done for this year. And, you know, I was listening back to it and I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Cause I didn't have a list in front of me. So it's hard to keep track of it. Yeah. What we did the whole year. So I, you know, ISO cam was with us and we, I appreciate that. And also Mason did, uh, did an other, the other side show with us. Those, those two did not get mentioned, but of course, you know, we talked about Larissa and Peter Southern Indiana paranormal society. And, um, of course your mom and dad were here for uh, a couple shows, which was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I appreciate everybody who's done anything with us over the over the years so yeah we had even this year it doesn't even seem like it but we this year we also had uh for chiller filler we had uh the murder nerds and uh I'm right call guys on they swung by that's true i i wasn't a part of that chiller filler <laughs> it was listen now to be fair this chiller filler when we planned it and when I put it all out, it was supposed to be in segments. Oh, instead of all together? Yeah, but like as soon as I'm getting uh I was doing the call guys first because you know uh Colton and has got his kid and everything. And yeah, he's got like yeah. he, they they try to record earlier in the day, and as I'm getting this thing set up, 
Uh, and I had already told Alicia and them what time they were going to be getting on. All of a sudden, they're, everybody's in the Discord all at once, and they're like, we're ready to go. And I was like, ah, well, fuck it. <laughs> so it became, I mean, it's a fun episode, but it is fucking, it is pure chaos. Because oh, that yeah. was, that's three, four, five, six, seven people. <laughs> seven people on a podcast. <laughs> True. It is very, very well, true. Well, no, it and, was and, it was six people because Bose didn't do the last one. I oh, forgot that's about right. that. Yep. I was gonna yep. count Bose on that one. Yeah, that's what I did too. But yeah, he wasn't there. So it was, still six people is a lot. Yeah, and a I think Colton bounced early, didn't he? If yeah, I remember, he, right? he left. He was the first to go. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I can't remember exact it's been a long time since I listened to that one. But that was the only time that I've ever recorded anything uh with Ashley. Right. And uh, that was the first time that the call guys hopped on. Well, no, that's the first time Colton hopped on United States Paranormal because Chico had done the episode with Connor Biddle. Yes. And so he had been on before. Didn't he? Um, I'm trying to think. Didn't he do another episode with us where he just sat in? I think he did. I think he did Murder Nerds. I think that might be what you're thinking it could about. Be. It could be. Because him and Colton did Murder Nerds back in the day, too. That a crossover with them. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking he was in the studio one night. We were recording, and he just and he was sitting in it. That might have been the Murderers episode. Also, it's uh, you know sometimes it's hard to keep track of everything that it I've is. done. I need to go back and listen to Murderers. It's been a it's been a while. I wish I could have a big fat report on the Murderers, but uh, um, I I don't have one. Last I talked to Ashley, they still had not gotten back in to record because their schedules were so crazy. Okay. So, yeah, um, hopefully soon, hopefully we'll be able to start seeing some new Murder Nerds episodes. So, but uh, I can't give you an exact date yet. So a lot of, lot of things going on. The The first of the new of season, they're going to consider this season three. Mm-hmm. The first episode I will actually be on because we recorded it in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as I get to the end of it, I bow, I bow out of murder nerds. I just cannot do another one. Yeah, I just got going on. I just need to focus on. I let them focus on murder nerds and do their thing, and and let me focus on uh, Tusop Golden Eighties and um, you know uh, Golden Image. So. And Indian um, Chiefs fans, but that's going to end probably sooner than anticipated. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, like I said, I don't normally keep up with football, but this year I've been keeping up with the Chiefs just to, to like gauge what it's the week's going to be like. You know, wow. <laughs> I got to deal with a bunch of Chiefs fans throughout the week. And, uh, what was it? I stopped at the older girls' house for Christmas and I seen that the Chiefs were doing the Nickelodeon game. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch it, it on it Nickelodeon. Was, yeah. I watched it, the old regular. It was not. So you didn't have all. So they, they do two separate streams. Uh huh. Nickelodeon had all the crazy fucking uh, stuff all over the screen and like a giant like CGI Yeti and like <laughs> shit. You probably would have had a better time. I probably would have enjoyed it more. Absolutely. The, with the score I saw at the time, uh, you probably would have had a better time with all the slime and the <sighs> Yeti popping up and, uh, it was doing like little bios on the football players as it popped up. Really? Saying like they're uh like uh their what they would want their superhero name to be and what they would like, oh, if they had a power, what they do and stuff like that. No shit. 
I it wish was, I would have watched that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, when I popped on, they were like seven to like 18 or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exact scores throughout that. I just know that we lost. Uh, Does that game even matter if it's a Nickelodeon game? Is it? Does it count? Well, no, it, they, yeah, no, no. Nickelodeon has some sort of deal with the NFL where they can stream. Uh, they can actually stream a game and do all that stuff. Uh, okay. I'd love to be able to set into the booth and see how they do that in real time. Or if there's delay, if there's maybe you know a delay in or whatever. I mean, is it five minutes? Is it twenty minutes? I I mean, you know, it's got to take a it's got to take a little bit to put all those graphics on there. But um, you know, that's what those guys get paid a lot of money to do. Yeah. But that is actually a regular game that they just Nickelodeon takes and and streams and does that with. Okay. Um, they've done it. I, that's the second one that I know of. I don't know if there was more or not. I. Haven't really paid that close of attention. I didn't even know it until about midway through that game when they brought some of those graphics up and they said, over on Nickelodeon right now. And then they showed like Pacheco running with the ball and the wind blowing behind his back and yeah. you know, shit like that. But um, I didn't even know what was going on. So was that at Arrowhead? It was. It was. Okay, I was Arrowhead. about to say, I saw the, the grass had the Chiefs thing on it and everything. Yep. So I figured that might have been an arrowhead. And then for a second there, I was like, I wonder if either of them are there. And I'm like, no, it's Christmas Eve or, or Christmas it's Christmas Day. Day. They're yeah. not. There's no way the hell they're there. Now, I, uh, I didn't even think twice about it. Now, last year, uh, going into last year, we it was the first year we had season tickets and the schedule camp comes out. Well, the list of teams that we'll be playing comes out. And we're playing the Seattle Seahawks, mm -hmm. which is uh, the Skywalkers, Skywalkers yeah, yep. favorite team. And we're like, okay, so we're going to see about buying the seat next to ours. And the three of us are going to go spend the weekend out in Kansas City, go to the Seattle Chiefs game. It'll be great. And then they actually dated the schedule and they fucking played the Seahawks on Christmas Eve. Oh, and it doesn't fly when you have a bunch of kids no, and scholars got kids. And I was like, listen, dude, I said, we can get out there. We can, you know, go to the game. It's an early game early day game. We jump in the car. We drive home. We'll be home for Christmas morning. And he's like, nope, can't do it. Now uh, I get my ass handed to me and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That, that's that's fair. fair. Yeah. So, yeah. So this year, I didn't even consider it. I, I knew there was a Christmas game. It's the fucking Raiders. I hate I hate going to Arrowhead when there's fucking Raiders fans there. No offense to the Raider fans I know who might listen to this show, but <laughs> the Raiders fans in Arrowhead are absolutely terrible. Oof. They're just not fun to be around. They're arrogant. They're assholes. And it's just like, yeah, it's I'll last pass. thing you want to deal with on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, to lose the way we did, I imagine that it was even worse, but... And of course, you know, they've got a game on New Year's Eve uh, against uh, Cincinnati, which I'm not going to either. I'm I'm actually physically done going for the season. So, OK, I won't I, I I won't even go to the AFC championship. If we make it, then I need Gunner. I want Gunner and Sarah to go experience an AFC championship game in Arrowhead. But we'll see if we actually make it that far. If yeah. you listen to Indiana Chiefs fans on this this past Thursday, you'll hear me say we're going to be one and done in the playoffs. <laughs> oh no! So, <laughs> That's like, my prediction. I'm not. A, I'm not, like I said. I don't know jack dick about football. I'm a hockey guy. 
uh, and a retired NASCAR guy. Um, <laughs> All about Dale Earnhardt. Uh, well, I, I, I even watched, I watched when, uh, when I was in like my early twenties too, pretty religiously. I had a buddy that was a huge Jeff Gordon fan and I would watch as Kyle Busch was just like getting, uh, right. when he just settled into the number three car and everything. Uh, but I just, I just kind of bowed out after a while. Like I had nobody to watch it with, which kind of is part of the fun. So it, it is, it is uh, NASCAR is a lot of fun to watch if you're drinking beer and hanging out at the race. Yeah. Um, I, I had a schedule where I would watch uh, NFL and then I, I can't remember exactly how it worked out, but NFL NASCAR and hockey, that was my whole year. Yeah. And you know, they, they, they would overlap a little bit and you'd be watching hockey with the football seasons on and shit like that. But that's, that was my schedule. I would, you know, once football was over, I'd fall into hockey. And once hockey was over, he'd fall into NASCAR and, and so on and so forth. And then I realized that I was giving up every Sunday to sit in front of the TV and watch a bunch of guys round a circle and hope that there's a fucking wreck because that was the highlight of the fucking race. And, uh, of course, you know, my guy, Jeremy Mayfield basically just pissed his fucking NASCAR career away between drugs and cheating. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And now I couldn't even tell you what the fuck NASCAR has even turned into because I don't even know how to follow their point scale and their rules and, it's no longer it's no longer, you know, Winston Cup because that's not politically correct. You know, it's just Yeah, I've got no clue. Like I said, everybody I watch is either retired or should retire at this point. <laughs> uh at least I had nobody's to watch it with anymore, so I stopped. But like uh like I was saying, I don't know shit about sports, uh football. So like my thing is is like the your guys were Super Bowl champion last year. Right. Does that instantly put them in the running for anything this year? Absolutely. So not. it just starts over from scratch. The yep. only thing, the only benefit they got is they get to put those signs in the stadium that year. Absolutely. Yep. That's they it. are Super Bowl champions. Okay. Um. Yeah. Basically, once the once the Super Bowl's over, everybody's back to being even, and that's when you start putting your team back together. And who, who are you going to keep? Who are you going to lose? Who can you afford? salary caps and uh you know does, who wants to be traded and all does that, that get shit. them now being the super bowl champs does that put them in any better standing for the drafts or does that kind of put them to the back line because they already got good players that puts them at the back of the line that's gotcha. the funny thing about the draft is is you'll you might hear this throughout the throughout the season as especially at this time everybody's fighting for that number one spot so uh, I think right now the Carolina Panthers have it because I think they're like one in 14 or something like that. I remember hearing Colton uh, saying that he was not, he was hoping they were going to lose <laughs> some yeah. games because he, and I was like, okay, so they must get the the worst. The team mm-hmm. is the best, the better, the better draft, the draft pick. pick yeah. Because he was co- talking about like, oh God, I think we might beat these guys. I kind of hope we don't. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that last year in, in the 2023 draft, the Chicago bears had the number one pick because they were the worst team last year. Uh, and they ended up trading that off to, I believe it was Carolina for a, a gross amount of, of future draft picks. So like this year, 
if Carolina's the worst and they've got the number one, then it automatically goes to Chicago because they traded that to him last year. Plus, Chicago will be probably in the top 10 <laughs> to pick again because of where their season fell and, and how bad they are. So it's interesting to put all that together sometimes, but uh, it's such a fucking headache too, but, you know, to yeah, try to figure it sad. out. But like this person needs to lose, so this person gets this draft pick and then this, you know, with all the trades and and all that other bullshit, it, it gets a little gets to be a little bit much if you ever just get bored and i know colton says this is the worst fucking movie ever i love this movie it's called draft day you got kevin costner and um uh oh shit what is that guy's name um was in rescue me dennis leary dennis Dennis leary dennis leary's in it uh jennifer garner's in it and it basically goes through the cleveland browns on draft day and what you know kind of all the shit that goes in i mean it's it's a drama it's, it's oh i, I love stuff movie, like that yeah. one of one of my favorite movies is about the fucking founder of mcdonald's i mean like <laughs> I, I love shit like that and that's that's a good movie that's got a fucking uh michael keaton michael in keaton it. in it yeah. and it is fantastic I'm not. I don't even eat at McDonald's, but I fucking I love that movie. The Founder's a great movie. I'll tell you what's going on in the big town of Warsaw right now. Don't eat at the Taco Bell on uh, a fucking North 15 because apparently they are serving spoiled meats and cheeses oh. because their fucking freezer went out and somebody posted it on Facebook. Oh no, that's <laughs> awful. Salmonella people don't go there. Oh no, we got we got a Wendy's being built in town, so people are pretty excited about that. Shit, you guys don't have Wendy's down there. Uh, we have a Wendy's in like Beaumont and stuff, but here in Viter, we don't. Oh right, and they're building one here in Viter, so we're pretty stoked about that. Yes, fucking funny. The other day, uh, my my old buddy Chad Barnaby was on Facebook and and he posted. He's a truck driver, and he posted a picture, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like. Is it 12 that comes across Louisiana into Vidor and Orange and all that? Is that 12 or is that 10? It's 10. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, that looks like, you know, 10 or 12. I can't remember which one it is. And because, you know, of of the way that that highway set up across the bayou, you know, it's two lanes, it's split middle, you know, you're not going anywhere, but just straight across. There's no turnoffs, yeah. nothing like that. And I'm like, now oh, that looks like that. Looks, that's what that looks like. And pretty soon he posted a map. He was sitting in Vidor. Yeah. And I'm nice. like, holy fucking shit. I've been there. I know where that's. <laughs> oh, Vidor. Uh, was it I'm trying to think of what all I really did? It's like you said, it's been a while since we talked. I, uh, I started and finished Matthew Perry's uh, book. Oh, nice. And uh, I did the audio book, which nice. was, uh, it was kind of bizarre because he, he did it. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you're, it, like me, I grew up with friends and uh, it's one of those shows that like uh, shaped my vocabulary and everything and every, all that because like, well, we're in Germany. Uh, other kids were like getting toys and stuff for Christmas. And I would literally be like, I want another season of friends. <laughs> and that's what I'd watch. I'd go to right. sleep watching it. I watch it constantly. And Chandler was my favorite character. So I was like, I'm going to, I was down. I was upset because he passed away right. and everything. And people like his book, he does it. It's this and that. 
I recommend it. It's a great book. Uh, the fact that he lived as long as he did, the way he lived, right, is just was impressive, all on its own. But man, when I finished that book, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was pretty rough. I had a rough weekend after finishing that book. <laughs> it's amazing what that'll do to you. And that um, mine right now is I'm uh, I'm listening to uh, Travis Barker. Uh, his book, uh, can I say, I think is the name of it. And yeah, just the amount of drugs and, and well, I should say pills. He was not really drugs. He wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't a, uh, a meth head or a fucking heroin addict, just the amount of pills and weed and shit, uh, and sex. Oh my God. The guy is a sexaholic pretty much. Oh yeah. You're, you're, we're describing the same fucking book. Basically (laughs) I I shit you not like it wasn't the Matthew Perry was terrified of, he would never touch meth. He never touched heroin, but it was all pills are basically what got him the worst, but like it was, that and sex and like you think these people like they're like they have millions of millions and millions of dollars they have to be happy and then you like listen to their lives and you're like uh-huh. it just really hammers home that money don't mean shit really i'd and like to give it a try though i mean you oh know, no absolutely years. <laughs> i'd like to think that i wouldn't end up doing drugs and all that jazz but you know uh, it, it seems like most people think they won't and then they end up doing it so I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh the the fame part of the money um whereas you're wanted <clears throat> everywhere in you know or you can't go anywhere or you're you know you're burning the candle at both ends so you're popping this pill to to keep you awake and you're popping this pill to put you to sleep in Barker's case, you know, he was afraid to fly. So he would take Xanax and, and then that just moved into Vicodin to Oxycontin to, you know, shit like that. But, um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fame part of it and, you know, that you, you have nothing that's your own anymore. You can't go out and get a fucking Starbucks or a McDonald's cheeseburger. Oh yeah. That's, that's crazy because they talk about that in the they they tested friends. Uh, they had they did it in front of a live audience and everything. And after they shot the first season before it aired, the producers set that whole cast down and they're like, "Listen, I'm gonna take you guys to Vegas. We're gonna go to this casino. You guys enjoy your last night of being able to just walk around." And nobody know who the fuck you are. And they're like, what? And they're like, this show, this show's going to be big. It's like, right, it's going to be big. And they're like, you're not going to be able to do this ever again. Right. And for them to be able to look back on that and like being told that in advance, like, hey, go suck up just being a normal person. Because that's about the end. Because, because it's over. And I mean, they weren't wrong. I mean, yep. that TV still to this day is on the tippy top. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever beat it because it came out at the perfect time and it ended right before mainstream television and ratings and stuff tanked. So it hit that first season, it hit the charts and it never left the charts. And I didn't know that Matthew Perry's dad was the old Spice guy back in the the 70s and everything. Huh. He was like the original old Spice guy and uh, it's like homeboy's problems seem to start at the that because his dad and 
like his mom was like a Miss Canada or something like that. And his dad was like there because he was part of a band originally. And he just uh, he came there for the the big contest and ended up liking his mom, banging his mom, having a kid. And he <laughs> tried being a dad for like three years and was like, this isn't for me and just went back to L.A. <laughs> this isn't working. Yeah, basically. So <laughs> that's where his kind of stuff started, because that dude like he started drinking like hard when he was like 11. Damn. Yeah. So it was. It was pretty gnarly. Like he was talking about in that book, how he was drinking uh, the vodka that came with the handles on it uh, before he got friends. Like just that's what he'd go home and drink. And it's just like, uh, like you said, with the fame, it, it got to where uh, I'm trying to think of the movie, the movie he did with. Uh, what's her name? Oh, goodness. Fools rush in, I think is the movie uh, he did. And he went and got on a jet ski and they're like, you want to get on jet ski? And they're like, the producer's like, no, you can't get on a jet ski. If something happens to you, yada, yada, yada. Uh, We can't afford that. And, but then he was like, well, I was in friends and nobody was really going to tell me no. So I got on a jet ski and he got fucked up. He, he got ejected from it and he hurt his like neck really bad. And they just flew in a doctor and was like, give him something so he can do this. And that was mm-hmm. the beginning of the end because he found something that like he was used to booze, but he found something he just take one of and yeah, it everything kind of yeah. melted away. Yep. And then it was just, that was it. I was right on the wall. <laughs> and when you're that famous, you can, he was just talks about his book. When you're that famous. You can just find a doctor that will come up to your suite and give you whatever the hell you want. Um, yep. So. Travis, Travis talks about uh, having stuff sent in the mail, um, but he would also go out in the streets and get a bottle for 600 bucks of pills that would last him two months. Can you imagine how many pills are in that fucking bottle that would if you're popping up to a dozen of these things a that's, day? That's a crazy thing. It's like a guy like me or you. We pop 12 of something. We're done. Oh, it's yeah. Over. yeah. But these guys were popping <laughs> like 12 to 20. Yeah. And then they they. They just managed to survive. Like I said, well, unfortunately, Matthew Perry passed away and everything. Right. But like, like I said, after you listen to that book, and I strongly recommend it. It was an amazing book. Uh, and it, like I said, it's haunting listening to the person that passed away tell it. Right, right. Like it, just like the the context of the story and everything. But like, the fact that they, he lived as long as he did is crazy. The fact that Ozzy Osbourne is still alive to this day is insane. <laughs> Well, that's the whole Keith Richards things. I mean, Keith Richards has actually embalmed himself, so there's no way he can fucking die. It's just, uh, you know, he's already uh, he's already minus all his blood and, you know, seized up all his organs. So he just he's just living. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's the same way with Ozzy. Ozzy's done so much shit. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Well, it'd be a crazy to see what Ozzy would be like today if he hadn't have fucked with all that shit. We'd probably be able to understand him, <laughs> you know, because my sister keeps sending me like podcast links to the link that the podcast to do all together. And I was like, I can barely understand a word this man is saying when he gets on there. Oh, and yeah, it's like, and right. I don't even think he understands what he's saying. Yeah, all I understand is when he says Sharon, and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> that's exactly me and your mom used to do that before you guys went to Germany and the Osbournes were real popular. Yeah. 
we just fucking walk around. I'd walk around the house going, Sharon, Sharon. It's amazing <laughs> those kids turned out to be like half-ass decent because fucking, they I'll were tell horrible you what, on that show. Jack Osborne is a paranormal guru at this point. Oh, yeah. He's, he's all out his there. shows and and the shit that he's that he's been doing. I actually really, really enjoy watching him do the investigations and that shit. Um, I have yet to see one that I go, oh, fuck, Jack, you need to stop. But uh, watch the one with him and Jason Muse and Bigfoot. And then you'll be like, maybe not this one. Maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we enjoy I enjoy Jack. And of course, you know, uh, Kelly was on uh, the mass singer the other night and she is like dumped a shit ton of weight. Looks like she got some plastic surgery. Yeah, she does not look like herself. No, whatsoever. no, I would not be able to pick her out of a lineup. That's for damn sure. But. Oh, well, now that we bullshitted for quite a little bit here, that's which which is the way we, this is the other side, ladies and gentlemen, we do. It is exactly what we do. We bullshit. Then we recap a little bit more in between. We will. We will. Um, Let's get into this December review, my man. Well, our December review actually starts with November 29th. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) With Helltown, Ohio. Uh, that was the story that you covered with our special guest, Larissa. Let's see. Helltown, a home to a smattering of cryptid, creepies, and paranormal. A bustling town that was devastated by the canal drying up that caused the mill to go tits up. Tits up. Tits up. Later on, the government would, desta, uh, would designate it a national uh, recreation area, giving the government imminent domain over the area, being able to evict and take people's land, uh, however they sell fit. Yeah. Most, most of the houses were abandoned. Some were even burnt up with by the fire department. Uh, they, they basically utilized it however they sell, seemed uh, necessary. And, yeah, they uh, would use it for training exercises. And, might you know, as well. Which- which the house north of me up here, the old May house, they did the exact same thing. Uh, Randall, the 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 chief of the fire chief, actually called me and was like, "You want to come over and video? You want some B roll shit?" And nice. I, and, I, and they did it at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Fuck you! I am not getting three Jeez. in the morning to shoot B roll." <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine your house. Uh, the house having a long history and then it ends just being burnt for the hell of it. Cause it's just yeah. there. Uh, it had its own, uh, toxic dump. Oh my God. Yes. So it's no, uh, it's no wonder how it got its name. Helltown. Um, it was the home of plenty of crazy things. One of them being the, was it the pen, the penicilla, the penanils? I don't know. Yeah, how the, the yeah I, I tried really hard to pronounce it. A really big fucking Python is what it was. 19 <laughs> feet long. Uh, it's said to be a home of a mutated hitchhiker. Uh, there's a Presbyterian church out there, the Mother of Sorrows, uh-huh. which is the home of satanic worship, a, a bunch of haunted cemeteries, but who doesn't have that? Right. Uh, there was the legend of the bus massacre, the hearse driver at the end of the, the dead end road, the crybaby bridge, and then the road that seemed to lead to the end of the world. Yeah. Dude, you got to admit that that would be fucking cool to see. Because my understanding was, is the road actually came up and did like a 90 degree turn and it just kind of overlooked like, you know, uh, nothing, you know, the, you could stand on the road. You could see the road, but go the other direction. But, uh, you know, you're just kind of standing there looking. That's how I interpreted it, what yeah. I had read on it. But um, I can imagine that that would be one of the coolest fucking places to stand 
if it really does look like it just is at the end of the uh, end of the earth, like if it was flat. See, my brain, my brain, when it said, uh, you see the end of the world, my brain instantly went to you drive to the end of this road and you see like an apocalyptic landscape in front of you. Like, it's like, <laughs> like if you drive to this part of town, you glimpse the end of the world. There you go. Yeah. But you're you're, you're thinking about it. Like Christopher Columbus, like this bitch gonna fall, fall off, off the side <laughs> of the world. You keep on driving. <laughs> yep. That's exactly. <laughs> no, I had uh, a bunch of crazy shit. Like I said, the, the Hearst driver was one of the ones that stuck out to me because I could not, I could not fathom how scary it would be to be driving on the road and then to notice that you're being like tailgated by a hearse. Uh-huh. That's that's beyond that's beyond creepy. Uh I can deal with like satanic worshipers and a big ass snake. <laughs> I mean, I live near Louisiana. That's everyday shit. Right. So um the one that got me was was the uh was the bus. Yeah, that, that's, that's the rough. one that that really stuck with me because they said you could look in and see, and of course you know the the stories vary, and this is you know this is how it is with a lot of different uh, paranormal stories they vary, but you know was was the bus attacked by satanic worshippers who just you know sacrificed this bus full of kids, or was it a mass murderer? Um, you know the choice is yours, but. Uh, they say that you could look in the bus and see them that serial killer sitting in the back seat, just smoking a cigarette. Oh, she's sitting there smoking a cigarette, and it wasn't that it, you could see it, but you could smell it. You could smell the cigarette smoke, and you could see it rolling out the windows. And and you know that was one of the stories. The other story is if you walked under the bus and you looked in the windows, you could see all of the kids setting all beaten and bloodied in their seats so i mean you know there was a couple different pieces to that story of course you know there was also the story of um you know uh the the people who owned the house where the bus was parked beside you know the house that the old woman supposedly drugged them up to mm. um had bought the bus and were using it to live in while they renovated the house so yeah. that definitely not as creepy and scary but uh you know that is another story that was revolved around that that place well that the way you describe that like ties directly into like the next episode you guys did cuz the next episode was on December 6 which was the rocker chick and it was urban legends yep yep and which is just kind of like that. Like you talking about there, you'd be like, was there a lady that did murder these kids or was it like, Hey, it's as cheaper than an RV. So let's buy this and stick this out in the front yard for a little bit. <laughs> we can just sleep in the seats and piss out the back. It'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that, this is the, I love urban legends. I was excited when I saw a rocker chick was doing it. She definitely went with some ones that I wasn't expecting. Like I oh, wasn't yeah. expecting, uh, was the first one she did was animals in the sewers. Uh, as she, you know why she did that is to fuck with you. Cause you yeah. fucking hate rats and mice, <laughs> but like you hear animals in the sewer and eventually my head re- instantly went to like, Oh, the alligators in the sewers. And she Absolutely. was like alligators and snakes. Yeah. She was like, but you know, what's more common rats, rats, <laughs> rats climbing up the shitter, <laughs> which listen, I don't want anything sneaking up on me in my toilet. But honestly, I think I would definitely take a snake over uh, a mouse or a rat because like, you don't snakes don't snakes don't carry rabies. You know, if if a snake bites me in the ass, 
I can deal with the snake biting me in the ass, but if a rat bites me in the ass, I got to go to the hospital and get rabies shots. Not to mention the thing's covered in dookie. So. <laughs> uh, you know what? All I can think about is I'm sitting there on, I'm fucking sitting there taking a, taking a dump. And the next thing I know, these, these fucking little claws dig into oh, your God. balls oh, okay, and, and i'm like uh oh my god and then he starts nibbling i mean that is not the nibbling on your balls that you really really want no, I mean, no you know. it's awful <laughs> nobody likes the idea of that the worst part is you know uh, this has happened to people it has happened it has yeah, happened more than once yeah and it's, it's like bloody mary i could be like i go to sleep at night and be like maybe it didn't happen but a rat crawling up somebody's toilet and yeah. biting them on the ass that absolutely. absolutely happened. Absolutely. So that's been unsettling. Uh, was it the next one she carried was uh, the leaping lawyer from Toronto, the man that was allegedly oh. smart enough to pass the bar exam to become a <laughs> lawyer, but was not smart enough to know if you hit something enough, it will eventually lose its structural integrity. <laughs> and ironically, at his funeral, his boss called him the biggest and brightest at the firm, uh-huh. which with evidence that is very much not fucking truth. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, y- y- there's no way that this guy is the brightest. I mean, he, I don't even I don't even know what he was trying to sell. Uh, Why? No, I, I think it's coked up lawyer. <laughs> I think he was a he was a fancy lawyer. He was the top of his firm. I think he was doing fucking rails in the morning and then he'd be all jonesed up and be like, you know what you need to see? That glass is shatterproof. Let me yeah. run at it full speed and bounce off of it. <laughs> That's what I think it was. And I just all I wish... picture is that glass breaking. And, you know, like if there was a camera outside the window and you see him start to fall out and then Morgan Freeman's voice comes on. And, and that's when he knew he, he had fucked, fucked up. up. I just want to know what his face was like. Because <laughs> was it like. Was it surprised that it finally broke? Was it angered that it finally broke? Or was it like, uh, I earned this kind of look? Yeah. 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 Once again, like, choice is yours. Yeah. There's no there's no telling what was going through his head when it finally fucking broke. Because his whole sales pitch is this shit's invincible. And all <laughs> would, of a sudden, it, it probably looked just like. I would a sheet of glass. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's probably the same look that was on the fucking guy that made the Titanic. When it started to sink, the same look he had on his fucking face was the same look that guy falling out that fucking building had on his face. But, oh, fuck, I was wrong. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) At least he didn't have a lot of time to think about it. You know, that guy that made the Titanic was chilling on there for a hot minute before he learned his lesson. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that one was that that was insane. Dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. Listen, then we had Sleeping with the Corpse, the urban legend of falling asleep in a hotel or resort only to be woken by the smell of death because just under the bed rests a corpse that's rotting away out of sight. Dude, when I was in Kansas City at the holiday, that's the first fucking thing I checked was underneath the bed to make sure that that little board. <laughs> yeah, just make sure there's nothing down there. You know, the 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 best the best thing I've ever found under a bed at a hotel, a beanie baby when I was a kid. Oh, the worst go. thing I ever found under a bed at a hotel was multiple used rubbers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's never been a corpse. 
Never been a corpse. I can but, give it that, but you know. Yeah. Uh, it's always condoms good to look. is not a good It's not like great that. because I don't know. I called that lady yeah. up and I was like, we just she was like, Oh, this is our bad. And she would just like clean those out, was going to leave, and I was like, ah, sheets, sheets and linen. They're out of here. I'll <laughs> miss that. New pillows, motherfucker. We're not we're not rolling the dice here. You can take the fucking towels with you too. <laughs> I'm not about it. I mean, uh, clearly there was some, there was a lot of fucking going on here. There is multiple under there. Yeah. Like we're not rolling the dice here. If you want to bring up a fucking steamer for the carpet, <laughs> do it. Otherwise, uh, I'm go, wearing socks this whole weekend. I'll go down to the lobby bar for a little bit. You can yeah. go ahead and steam clean these fucking carpets. Hit it. Let's go. Yeah. That's fucking awful. I, uh, I've been in some hotels where, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you, uh, Looked underneath the bed, there was there was uh you know uh body body stains where the blood where they bled out. So, oh, there's no uh, telling, man. Hotels has got is one of the buildings with like the highest death rate. the The fact that uh the rocker chick said that they stuck fucking uh was it uh fabric softener fabric softener yeah. up in the ceiling trying to mask the smell I'm like motherfucker you couldn't have went out and bought some glade plugins or <laughs> just a few bottles of Febreze or something or anything <laughs> light some fucking candles some incense hell fucking light some weed in there people wouldn't be able to smell nothing there forever yeah. but like no you're just like i'll put some fabric softener in the ceiling that should do it my question on all that really was and i think i even mentioned it in the episode was um, if I walk into a room and it smells like that, even if you're, even if they've tried to cover it up, I'm not doing it. I, I mean, like, you know, fuck this. This stinks. Get me something different. Um, did it smell when when these people went in and they went to bed? They went to bed in this stank, or it's just, it just were woke they? Because it was worse. Or were were they fucking and you know loosen something up underneath the bed? Which in turn caused it to stank. That's, what, that's my question. You, you bump something dead, it definitely starts putting off some yep. smells for sure. So that's probably the case. And the places where these things happen, I imagine, are usually pretty Paid rough by the hotels hour. in the first place, you know? <laughs> so it's probably like, you know, people that don't really smell something kind of bad and say anything, you know? Right. So, like I said, it clearly gets worse because it eventually wakes them up. Ugh. So like I guess the fabric softener dies out, or like you said, they fucking they jostled something. So, but either way, ugh, holy shit! <sighs> I imagine you need a couple months of therapy to even be able to absolutely, absolutely sleep after that one. Yeah. Well, then let's see. We had she also covered the main hermit, the tales of spooky props actually being corpses. Oh yeah, yeah. Which that's that's happened more than once. Yeah. Uh, there's also rumors at Disneyland yep. that uh, that some of the props there were originally real skeletons and stuff. And I think well, one, and I think one was proven. Yeah. Well, and they Bird never de- they never denied it. Yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a denial, but they were told they had to get rid of them, and they were like, "Nah, fuck that," <laughs> and they yeah. left them in there. And they, you know, you, you can actually go and look at pictures. Uh, from back then to even now, the skulls are the same, but they're starting to deteriorate. Yeah, it makes you wonder. They're uh, they're not moving that shit. Fuck it. Oh yeah, and then what? The one of the last ones she covered was the the guy that uh had that unfortunate name, so he started fucking haunting people that sneezed. Oh, <laughs> Mister Mister Chew. Yeah, Mister Chew, Mister Chew. <laughs> 
uh i'll tell you some of my favorite uh urban legends were at it uh there's the the urban ledger the urban legend of the babysitter and the man upstairs oh which yeah is that, which yep. is that classic one where the babysitter's sitting downstairs she put the kids to bed and she keeps getting a phone call first one she doesn't hear anything but breathing second one uh someone's on the man's on the other line he's like have you checked on the kids he calls a few more times. She calls the police, and all of a sudden, the police are like, "The calls come from inside the house." Yeah, yep. she runs upstairs, and there's just a man sitting on the kid's bed, covered in blood. Kids are dead. Uh, killer yep. in the back seat. Yep. Another one that's told everywhere is the one where uh, the lady or man, depending on where you hear it, is driving home, and somebody is somebody's tailgating the fuck out of them. Somebody that they were parked next to at a gas station. Followed them, tailgating them, putting their blinkers on, honking at them, and they think this person's going to kill them. Right. And uh, and when they finally like come to a stop and everything, uh, the they the people catch up with them and they think they're about to be murdered. The person's like, "I've been trying to tell you, I've been trying to tell you, there's somebody in the backseat of your car, and every time they pop up, I hit my high beams, and they duck back down, and sure enough, there's a man that's like a wanted." killer or an escape convict or whatever the tale is where you're at that's back there um the the vanishing hitchhiker tales uh oh yeah where a guy it's usually a guy picks up a woman on the side of the road and is is talking to her they hit it off she's like can you take me to my mom's house this and that they hit it off they hit it off and they like decide but he's like uh, i'd like to come back take you on a date he drops her off he comes back the next day for the date Rings the doorbell. The mom comes to the door and she's like, what are you talking about? Clara's been dead for yeah. 16 years. I I always hit a, uh, the twist on it that I always heard was uh, that she left her sweater in the in the car. Yeah. And they bring the sweater back, which is always kind of an interesting uh, twist because they physically have her sweater in their hand. I think there was an unsolved mysteries or something like that that I watched as a kid that had like a dramatization of that. Uh, it was one of those shows like in that, in that vein. Right. Uh, another one, I, this is one that I, I don't know a whole bunch of people have heard, but we had one in Mauriceville. Uh, it was like basically the clown statue, right? Uh-huh. Uh, this babysitter goes to the house and is told like, Hey, you can watch TV in here. The kids are going to be in the bedroom and the kids keep getting up and bugging her. They're, they're like, uh, the, this clown, it's scaring us. This clown's scaring us. Can you? Can we get rid of this clown? This clown's scaring us. And it, meanwhile, they keep saying this, and there's this little clown statue in the hallway. And she's like, at one point, she gets irritated with it, and she calls the parents. She's like, listen, this clown statue that you guys have in the hallway, and it's like a, like a four-foot-something clown statue. She's like, it's scaring the kids. Can I put it in your bedroom? And the dad, in a very calm voice, is like, get the kids and get out of the house. And she's like, why? And she's like, the kids have been saying all week that there's been a clown following them. And they've been terrified of it. And we just thought it was dreams or a story they're hearing. We don't have a clown statue. And the babysitter gets the kids, gets out of the house, calls the police. And later on, the police get there and the police leave the house with uh, a small person dressed in a clown <laughs> that was in their house. 
<laughs> That's almost as bad as your uh, uh, boy that lives in the walls. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's rough. Oh, okay. <laughs> that brings me to uh, one of the worst ones, the liquor, which is this boy that has his, his pet dog as his best friend and everything. And uh, the town had a a problem with the sane asylum and people escaped. And every night the boy sleeps with his dog in his bed. Well, one night he goes to bed and his dog's not in his bed, which is weird. He calls for him, doesn't show up. Boy lays down and wakes up to the feeling of his hand being licked because it's hanging off the side of his bed. And he pulls his hand up and he chastises his dog. And he's like, get up here, bud. Come on, just get up here. Dog doesn't get up there. He's like, oh, fine, whatever. Falls asleep, wakes up again because the dog's just licking him again. Uh, He feels his face is a little wet. It's the dog's licking his hand again. He's like, come on, man. And the dog doesn't get up again. So the guy gets up to go take a leak. And when he walks in the bathroom, his dog is hanging from the shower curtain. And when he goes back in his room, on the wall and blood is written, people can lick too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's yeah. always a, a good one that gives you the Wiggins like that. And then the last one is the aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? The the tale of uh college co eds uh oh. friend goes out to a party and when she comes back home she sees her roommate sleeping in bed, she doesn't want to wake her up, so she leaves the lights off. She gets into bed, tries to talk to her roommate, her roommate doesn't talk to her. And when she wakes up in the morning, she turns on the light, sees her friend's throat is slit in bed. And up on the ceiling above her bed is written, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? <laughs> Just think about that a minute. That means yeah. she was in the room. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So like stuff like that. I love urban legends. Uh, they're fun. They're a lot they're, of fun. As long as they didn't happen to you. Like <laughs> Most of them are based on something. I'd like to think that some of them are completely fabricated because that would just make me feel a little bit better. But there's a good chance out there there were some kids that were terrified by a small person dressed as a clown. Oh, absolutely. Or, you know, a crazy person licking somebody. <laughs> well, mine was uh, 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 yesterday morning. I got up to go to work after, you know, a long Christmas uh, break weekend, long weekend. And uh, I get up at 530 and I go to walk out my door and my bedroom door is locked from the inside. I never lock my bedroom door ever for any reason. And I can't figure out how my bedroom door got locked. <laughs> got a crazy guy in there just waiting to lick your fingers at night. <sighs> well, there's not any fucking place for him to hide in that little room. It's That's so fair. full of shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Urban Legends. That was a that was a good one. Was it uh next on December thirteenth? Uh we had the house the devil built by guest host Peter. I love Peter, man. Peter he killed it. So much fun. He absolutely killed it. And I watched uh for that one. I normally listen to Spotify, but my Spotify's been tied up all month, so I'm behind on all my podcast. Uh I'm trying to win a competition. Uh that this guy that I got, this other content creator I notes is doing where he's uh -huh. like he's smart because he's got like these like eight big gifts and he was like listen how you win this is at the end of the month whoever has streamed this song the most on spotify <laughs> wins it 
He's like, so you can, he's like, put that bitch in a playlist and put on loop. And he's like, you could win. And I've been doing it all month. So I'm behind on all my podcasts. I, I got to catch up on my golden eighties and everything. I am up to date on two but I'm, I'm behind on everything else. <laughs> but, uh, I, so I watched, I watched Peter's episode on YouTube. Okay. So I got to see what Peter looked like. You know, that, yeah. that dude, that dude looks put together. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a nice button shirt on. Yeah. He, like I said, he just killed it. His research is great. His delivery is fantastic. Love having Peter on. I do. I love, I, 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 um, super enjoy Peter. We, we do a lot of email and back and forth, you know, um, prepping for these, these couple shows that he's done with us. And, uh, of course, um, you know, I sent him an email wishing him and his family a Merry Christmas and all that. And, and, you know, he's uh, super, uh, super, um, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, uh, you know, appreciative of, you know, letting him come on and do this and having, and having some fun. And, and I'm super appreciative because he, has an idea, a full story and an idea where he wants to start and where he wants to end with these stories and everything is, is all lined up. And when he comes in to tell the story, it is, you know, right on the money and yeah. he does such an amazing job and, and I love working with him and hopefully uh, we'll have him back again, March or early April to do um, another one that he's got uh, picked out. So, but yeah, if you if you guys get a chance and you want to go see everything, uh, the new setup, uh, you know, instead of having you know the one camera on the girls and a third camera on me, and I got all everybody's got their own cameras. You're up close and personal with everybody, and you can watch J Dub uh, rock away. Oh my God, she does does them at rock this whole. We <laughs> remind me to tell you a story about that later, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it working with Peter is great. And this fucking story is once again the twist and turns of this house over in uh, uh I can't remember the exact town, but it's in Pittsburgh basically. It's like a suburb of Pittsburgh. Was it man is it Manhattan, Pittsburgh or yeah, Manhattan, Pennsylvania or whatever? But uh the twist and turns of this house are freaking amazing. Is it Manhattan or was it Boston? Uh, Boston it was, was Helltown. Helltown. Okay, so I think it yeah. was Manhattan. I think you're right. It was, like I said, the whole story is trippy. Uh, especially for me because uh, it started off with the murder. Uh, ends with an explosion, but it started off with the murder with uh, a wife murdering her uh, maid and her husband. And uh, the maid's name was Essie, so it was yeah, weird for me to hear it over and over again because my daughter's <laughs> named Essie. Yep, because she was named that. after somebody that was probably born back when all that was going on you know back when that name was a a popular name right but like it's one of those things where like uh it makes you it makes you wonder if some if a if a place like that is is evil when it's conceived or if it is warped throughout the events and the time that's there like did the the actions on that property or in that house? It seemingly started with Essie and them being murdered, right? Seemingly, like I mean, there could have been things that happened on that property beforehand uh, that we just don't know about. Hell, somebody could have died while making that house, or somebody could have died on that land before. 
there's well, no telling. But I it think, simply started there. I think I brought that up, and I and I didn't. I, it wasn't to be, um, you know, uh, it wasn't to be disrespectful to the Native Americans when I brought this up. But the the land in that area, you know was inhabited quite a bit by native Americans over the years as they kind of got pushed out by the settlers coming in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really did have a lot of, a lot, you know, burial grounds, you know, throughout, I mean, hell, we got them here in Indiana. We have mounds state park down there in Anderson, mm -hmm. you know, is an Indian burial ground down there. So, you know, all this is going on and we've talked about this in the past. The bell, Witch was a prime example of, of land that was, you know, Indian burial ground, Native American burial grounds that got disturbed, which caused, you know, things to happen. So was this house when it was built, was that land disturbed and which in turn caused um, the wife just to lose her fucking shit when she found her husband was banging the, the maid. Yeah. Because uh, you know, and of course, me and Peter talked about this late in the episode. I I heard it one way. You know, he heard it just a slightly bit different. Mm -hmm. I mean, the end result was the same thing. I heard that she never she never flinched. She fucking turned around, went back downstairs, got the knife, went back upstairs, and fucking killed them. You know, it it it, it wasn't like it was a heat of the moment. The knife was laying there, and she just did it. She took the time to go back down to the kitchen, and in my case, I heard that she grabbed a knife in a in a uh, a butcher's knife, mm -hmm. a, and, a cleaver. Yeah. yeah, the cleaver, and then fucking took him in the top of the head with it, killed him instantly, and then fucking went in and, and stabbed the shit out of him to finish him off, and then went in and cut her head off, and the the the, the decapitation part of that flows into a later story with the doctor who was decapitating people in that house. So do we think that the evil started with that? Or do you think it was already there? If that part of that story actually plays into a later part of the story. Yeah. I think, I mean, personally from the way everything is like transcribed and everything, it makes it seem like if anything, the the house was built on s something uh we talk about vortexes we talk about stuff like that uh there's there's a lot of places in the world that are considered to be gates to hell mm -hmm. uh that's where my mind goes um it seems like it, the, with the median that came in later saying that there's something bad here that wants to cause massive carnage and fuck off right it kind of seemed like there was something there in the land uh, or below it um, that had a body count it was aiming to reach. You know, it, it wanted to take so many lives or depending on who you talk to, so many right. souls uh, before it could just be done with what it was doing. Because, I mean, by all accounts, after the explosion, it was all done. But, like, is it is it the presence that is is the presence dragging something out of people that are already there or is it putting something in them that isn't there at all? Right. Right. Yeah. Was, Cause that's, that's always a, that's always a general theory too, is, is that it's always the malevolence in a person is always there. 
Yeah. And the and the and the entity just brings it out in them, you just know. Just increases it, like yeah. changes a, a angry housewife to a homicidal housewife, chained <laughs> uh trained uh Adolf Brunricht uh Brunrichter to from a doctor to a mad doctor, you know. Right. Because that shit was insane. That dude putting ladies decapitated heads in jars and the fucking fire captain seeing one mouth help me to help him. me. Which means he succeeded in what he was doing. Well, that you got to think maybe that head was the freshest one, you know, they said they heard they, they said they heard screaming before they busted in there. That's true. And they so say that what, they say that the brain lives on what, seven minutes after your heart stops. So beating? homeboy had the electricity going because the lights were flashing. Right. And they heard screaming. So maybe he lopped her head off, chunked her right in there. And right as that was going on, they were coming down to her just being like freshly electrocuted. And her her gourd was still ticking, you know. Right. That's just that's just insane. And I can only imagine what that amount of tragedy happened there. How many ever people he killed? Because we never got a confirmed body count. No. Uh, their spirits are now trapped there, and I imagine they're that's amplified by whatever the hell is going down there. So they haunted the fucking piss out of all the railroad workers. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's just. Yeah, they're stealing their tools and, I mean, just all kinds of crazy shit that was going on in that fucking house. And then the big explosion in the end, which supposedly leveled that that house and only that house. Yeah, that's what makes me feel like the house, like the, the presence there had an, an end goal. Right. You know, because if it wasn't done, I don't think it would it would have gone up because the explosion didn't happen there. Right. But it destroyed it only, totaled it. Yep. So it makes me feel like whatever was there caused the explosion. It got its body count. It got its wounded. And it was just done. It had its time here on the earth. It moved on. But like for the for it to be so substantial to where you got a known occultist like Thomas Edison claimed to be like took time out of his schedule to bring his ass there to work on his his stuff. Right. I I just think it's there's a part of me that's like good that place is gone. Clearly it was fucking evil, but then it's also the the paranormal enthusiast that I am too and like uh, with the, all the occult and everything is also like, man, I wonder what that place would be like now if it was still <laughs> if it was still there, you know? Like would there have been more crazy stories? Would oh yeah. Be- or your buddy Zach Baggins would have already bought it. Oh yeah, absolutely. He would have <laughs> at least been there like five fucking times at least. Um, but it just seems like it was done. You know, yeah, it did what it needed to do. It took a lot of lives. I mean, like I said, we don't even know realistically because the back then they were so bad about taking account of all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. To like, like I said, we don't know how. We also don't know how many. Uh, how many people Brun Richter killed? We don't know. We just know people are going in and out of there all the time. Well, and it seems to me that the railroad workers and and we kind of touched on the story a little bit, but it was like there there were two brothers. Uh, that, that yeah, were, the ones that died there. Yeah, um, you know, one goes down and the other he doesn't come back, and his brother goes down and he doesn't come back, and they come back and find him. You know, um, one was speared with a, a piece of wood through his heart. And yeah. the other one was hung from the rafters down there. And of course they were like, Oh, this one fell down and broke the stairs. And this one tripped over the broken stairs. Yeah. And, you and mean the, to the tell electrical. me fucking back to back that shit went down <laughs> like that. That's 
That's yeah. bullshit. That that house to me, what that was is that house. That presence knew that uh, everybody was fucking off. They're leaving. You oh know? yeah, it's uh, like gotta get I, them now. Gotta get think, them. If you thinking of, if you think about it, it's almost like the spirits in the house were working against the presence of the house there, because the, the spirits were doing whatever it seemed to take to get them to fucking leave. Right. They're like, how do we get workers to leave this place? We'll take their fucking tools. We'll keep them up at night, you know, like the the kryptonite for like tradesmen, you know, they need their right. tools. They need their fucking sleep. <laughs> so it almost seemed like the spirits in the house were trying to get them to leave. And when the house realized, hey, they're fucking leaving. And it seemed like the one brother was like, I got to go get something. And it's like, got to get his ass. And the other brother's like, well, I got to go get my brother. And it's like, get yeah. him too. <laughs> get him while can. Exactly. Because it's set empty between each happenstance it's set empty sir so fucking long and it almost 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 20 years between each each incident so so. it seemed like every time it finally got people there it ramped shit up and the last time it was like nah this time we're we're, this time we're doing it it was like (laughs) it it was like you guys got gas lines running around here and stuff now it's like fuck it we're going commercial we're not gonna fucking snap somebody's neck we're just gonna blow up the fucking neighborhood <laughs> body parts flying everywhere yeah so yeah. That's, that's what it kind of seemed like to me that was the vibe i got for it it's kind of seemed like the spirits of the victims in the house were trying to work against it well that would make a lot of sense i mean you know trying to get them out yeah uh insane but yeah peter did a great job and uh, we're looking forward, to, looking forward to working with him again so yeah I can't wait to see what he brings to the table next time because, like I said, both times he's killed it. So, Oh, yeah. Our next one up was in December 20th, and that was J-Dub covering uh, possessions and exorcisms. Yes. She, she covered stories from the 1700s all the way to the 2000s. Um, a lot of them I, I've, I'm kind of familiar with. The two that I was the most familiar with was uh, Roland Doe. Yep. And... The two that I'm really familiar with are just because Bose had a tendency to cover possession stories. Yes. And they were always fucking sad. <laughs> and what was it? Episode 46, he covered Roland Doe. And episode 38, he covered Annalise. Yes. And Annalise was the worst one because as the girl that had over 67 exorcisms done to her, and is like the last priest they called in like had lost his license. He was batshit at that point. And basically he was just being brought in to torture that girl. Cause they, they, they starved her. They beat her. They're doing all these things because he was like, I'm punishing the demon inside of her. It's like, okay, even if you believe that <laughs> the human being that it's in also has its limits, sir. Right. Like she needs food. They were very good about what giving her water. Cause they knew that was going to kill her the quickest without it. But like, they're, they're just, they're just basically just beating a, a mentally ill woman. Right. That had her life put together because she was like, she had fantastic grades. She was going to college and uh, something broke in her. Now, some people will say that she was possessed. Other people will say she was mentally disturbed. Right. Uh, either way, it was fucking handled piss poorly. Right at a time where the Catholic Church was already distancing itself from exorcisms. Right. Because the Catholic Church was all about exorcisms until, you know, like modern news feeds came around 
and uh, shit that went south and stuff started popping up on the news. And they're like, hey, our attendance is low because people are fucking scared of us. <laughs> so let's not do this. And if we do do this, let's keep it fucking uh, low profile. Right. Unlike the fuckers in the other stories, there was like, let's hop on uh, NBC and, and, and air and this motherfucker. Yeah, let's let's put this on the TV. When you heard her tell that, like, I'm interested to know what what era your brain went to because my brain definitely didn't go to the fucking 1990s. <laughs> sure, like, and then they aired on television. But, I was like, that but, had to be in like the late 60s, maybe or something like that. But she was like, oh, it was in 1991, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. My problem was with that was is that the moment she said that, I was like, do I remember that? I don't remember ever seeing. Can can you imagine, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching it's 1990. You're watching, I don't even fucking know what I'd be watching and watching the, fucking and, cheers or something. Yeah. And you're like, tonight we go into the bedroom and perform an exorcism. And you're like, what? Yeah, I don't that's... ever remember seeing a fucking commercial like that, but you know, I, there could have been, maybe I was too busy being a rock and roll star and, and jamming every fucking night who, to watch who TV. Who fucking knows? I mean, that's back in like prime television where they're doing stuff like cheaters or like, we're going to go follow this guy to prove his wife is banging a trucker at this motel six. <laughs> so, you know, it's not too far off to be like, I don't know. This priest said he's going to exercise this bitch. So here we are. MSNBC. We're going to check this shit out he doesn't seem to be bringing any dumbbells with him who the fuck yeah. is gonna exercise yeah no shit that, that might have been what happened it was like fuck they said they were gonna exercise with a teen girl i thought it was gonna be yeah. a different segment like, what no. the fuck is going on no that's uh, a i don't remember nightmare. that happening uh I, I didn't even get a chance to go back and look at look it up so i want to i'm interested in seeing it i do know that brandon had pictures and stuff for uh both Annalise and uh, Roland Doe, and right. there, I could strongly recommend not looking at those because that what that poor girl looked like at the end is just god awful. Yeah. And I like we, I've talked about in the past, uh, uh, Irish Catholic on my father's side, and like I don't like, and no disrespect to any Catholic viewers out there, it's just I just with the the Catholic Church myself don't have the best opinion. Right. Everybody's different, though. Every church is different. Every father's different. Absolutely. Leave, live, and let live. It's just, uh, they definitely, there's a lot of bad things that happen with, uh, Catholic church sanctioned and non sanctioned exorcisms throughout the history. And I just get the Wiggins thinking about all the ones we don't know about because there is, since the Catholic church was around, they've been doing it. You know, and a lot of that, a lot of the proof and stuff of that got God knows where it is. If it still even exists, the Vatican might have toasted it or locked it up down there. You know, um, God, okay, here we go. (laughs) I believe that all those secrets are buried in the Vatican, in the basement, in the deep, deep, dark basement, in a climate controlled uh, you know, oh. vault down there that nobody can ever, ever get to. They definitely got the money for it. Oh, yeah. So. I, I think that uh, anything they want to hide, they have a space to hide it down there. And I think the original uh, in this, you know, this is a theory, but I think the original 
quote unquote Bible is down there that, uh, you know, everything was transcribed from and, and nobody will ever get a chance to look at that, you know, because they've just got to put away. Oh yeah. I'd like, I would like to know, like, I imagine there in places like that, there's like, there's, if events happen the way that they claim they happen and stuff, like if they legitimately happened and like I said, I'm not, I'm not yucking. Nobody's yum. I'm not saying it did. Right. I'm not saying it didn't. But if, if events in the Bible happen, like they said they happen, could you imagine the, the items that they have, they probably have locked up down there, you know, like the, like biblical, like items or, or stuff from the history of the Bible that are, they've got the prop. Somebody had to keep, well, what more than likely the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail are actually probably down there, you know, locked up. Whereas in and then they keep throwing these little coins out everywhere, going, no, the whole, no, the the Ark of the Covenant was definitely taken and and dropped on Oak Island. Oh yeah, and then well, because it's like there's all sorts of crazy like biblical items that like you know if it did happen, the church would have kept. Like right. it's like all the way back to Christ's crucifixion with like the spears they used to pierce them and stuff. Right. That's considered a holy relic. I would think if anybody had it, it would have been the church. They keep it. Why wouldn't they? So if like I said, if all that stuff really did go down, I would it would be absolutely amazing to know what's down there. Oh yeah. And then all probably absolutely horrifying. No, it's down there too. Cause like I said, they kept record of everything. Yeah. That's, that's something, a fact. That's something that we may not want to know. Yeah. It, it probably, it, it, it's just something to think about. So <laughs> yeah, you got to remember people I've got conspiracy brains. So it all rolls around <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh, all yeah. right. Exorcisms. Let's move on. Next would be December 27th, which is what aired today. That'd be you doing Haunted Utah. And Utah. Uh, you open it up by calling me a little bitch. You are a little bitch. No, are you, you're, are you, re- are no, you ready to do the live with yeah, us? Yeah, you're, I'll, I'll absolutely do I it. I knew you would be. <laughs> call me a little bitch, and you got your little bitch boy tape measure at home with all your fucking measurements on it. I can listen, read a tape measure, motherfucker. Hey, listen, I never claimed that I could. I did. I just can hold it while Bobby does all the work. Yeah. Apparently, um, no, fuck that, man. I, me and tape measures do not go back very well. Um, and my eyesight's getting so bad now, I fucking can't even read those little things. So, this new one I got is amazing, and and it is really helpful for those of us that uh, I understand the tape measure. It's just sitting there. I can never quite grasp the the eights to sixteenths, you know, and and I I have to fucking count it all out, you know, and that's it takes time. But that's fair. That's fair. I'd I like do to understand just see what it. that tape measure looks like because it just seems like there'd be fucking numbers all over the fucking place. It's a really nice one. I bet it is. <laughs> it has uh, it has um, a little pencil sharpener on it. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'll have to bring it for next month review, so you can just take a peek at oh, it. Yeah, the best so, part of it is is that on the face of it is like a little whiteboard. Uh, so you, can you write you shit can on pencil, it. Yeah, you pencil in your numbers. So if I measure over here and cutting over here, I just fucking write on it, and then when I'm done, I just rubs right off. God damn, you're making fucking what's his face, uh, Bob Vila all hard. <laughs> talking about that shit i don't even know if bob vila is still alive i couldn't tell you 
Tim the Tool Man's still out there. So yeah, there you uh, go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we covered Haunted Utah, which is uh it's Jeremy's favorite thing to do is to go hit a state and do multiple stories. Y'all fucking killed me this month with multiple stories. I know, right? Well, there was three episodes like that, and J-Dub burned through some exorcisms. That's why I was like, I'm going to have to break J-Dub's down to just talking about exorcism because right. she covered, like, I feel like eight, maybe eight in there. I, I didn't count. I, I was thinking it was only five, but, uh, you know, I tried not to last month to do a a uh, uh, a haunted state, you know, and, and try to do something a little more little more fun interesting because i know that you go back and look up all this stuff when we do this uh do the other side and and i was trying to take it easy and then boom urban legends fucking exorcisms and of course even the house the house the devil built with all the different stories and i'm like ah fuck it we're gonna get into it (laughs) i was wondering if you could fucking if i was wondering if you could feel a disturbance in the force last night i'm sitting here i'm uh i'm looking at everything planning everything out last night and then i get the youtube notification at like 10 30 at night i'm sitting there with kayla and the youtube notification goes haunted utah and i go i go this motherfucker i look at her i was like i was like that's the third one i was like i was like if he's got more than three stories in here i swear to god i'm writing him an email i i I originally was only going to do four and i think i found a fifth one i couldn't pass up so i had to go back and hit the five hit the five well let's run through them real quick we don't have to we don't have to kill them We'll uh, we'll just run through them uh we got Let's see. The first one we covered was Moon Lake in the haunted cramp campground that was seemingly haunted by a waterlogged seven-year-old. Oh my god, I feel so bad for that little that girl. That description was fucking rough to think yeah. about. Yeah, she's you, a, yeah, it just got worse. You're like, oh, she has uh, blue lips. I was like, okay, and they're like, and she looks a little bloated. And I was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm wanted to make not- it. Nobody, nobody knows about this little girl, man. I fucking deep dived into this little girl looking for it. And there was nothing that I could find that says who this little girl is or well, if she even drowned in that lake. Well, that's that's just fact that just fucking tracks though, because you gotta think about the amount of missing people that are in any state that are actually in a body of water mm, yeah. is outstanding. Like they do these things like Adventures with Purpose on YouTube, these guys that professionally yep. go around and digging cars out trying to help people find people. You know how many fucking cars they find down there? Oh yeah. When they're looking for it and you're like and you're like how are these not documented and stuff and like they go to look for one person and they find a whole another fucking person down there. Yeah. So like just because you couldn't find a proof that a girl drowned doesn't mean that she ain't down there. Absolutely. Somebody could have put her down there, she could have been in a car accident and labeled a missing person. There's no fucking telling and there's also no telling when the fuck she drowned. So like because in any of these things, do they like go into details of what kind of clothes she's wearing? Do no, they... no. So it, I mean, like was... she could be from God knows when. Yeah, it was basically just talking about this little girl would walk up and and you know you'd be sitting there by yourself fishing or a lot of it. A lot of the stories said that people were alone. Yeah, you know that they'd be there and she'd come up and she'd be crying trying to find her family, and the moment you reach for her to take her hand, she would fucking vanish. Ah, fuck that. I wouldn't camp there just from hearing them <laughs> stories. I'm just not risking it, you know? I don't they want that say, shit They to say it's fucking 
absolutely gorgeous up there. That's great. <laughs> is it worth being fucking touched by an angel by a little tiny nope? Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. Some Hard. people some people go out there just looking for her. So I just I watched a 30 minute video of a guy and his and his uh wife that went out there and just camped in the spot where they say she comes up and there was nothing. Nothing happened. I'm, I'm all for seeing a ghost. I'm all for going to look for cryptids. I just don't know that I'm going to actively go somewhere where, like, the description is, first of all, a little kid. Right. Kid ghosts are, one, are creepy in general, but just to be like, this kid ghost looks like a corpse, I'm not about it. <laughs> I'm good. I definitely don't want her reaching out at me. I don't right. feel like being in my 30s and actually shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so scared. I'm not about the lifestyle. Good times. Good times yeah. right there. Next one you talked about was at another water source. Fremont Lake was the ghost of grave digging Jean or Jean. Jean. We never, we never Jean or Jean. I, you know, it, I, I didn't, I didn't find any auto audio saying what, which one it was. So it could be Jean, could be Jean, Jean Valjean. That was another guy that we don't know if he died, when he died, or where he died because they locked him up on, they threw him up on an island because he was grave robbing. <laughs> and then they went back to the island and they're like, oh, fuck, he's not here. Yeah. They so, don't know what happened to him. That, do you have any, did you, do you have any idea of how far that island was from land? At all? Uh, it's I, I I gathered it's in the island itself is in the Great Salt Lake. So uh, I wouldn't imagine it's too far out there, but uh, I didn't actually look it up uh, as far as like on a map or anything like that. I just was reading the stories on it. The great. Now I'm trying to remember you did. Uh, Ohio, uh -huh. and that's where one yeah. of the Great Lakes are, because there is. Oh, I'm trying to remember which great lake it is. Uh, Sheboygan? Is That's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. I was about yeah. to be like, yeah, I was like, did you miss out on that one? The tale of the no, ultimate down out there? No, I've I've only done Montana and Indiana okay, and now okay. Utah. I haven't done Ohio. Do you want me to do Ohio next month? Hey, man. <laughs> you, do, you do whatever you want. I like it when you cover states. There was just a lot of stories in this month. Fucking, I'll tell you what, Utah itself, I could go back and do another episode on Haunted Utah. Well, then just key up another time, save it for another one. Utah yeah. 2, the electric boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. There is so much. And of course, we talked about this early on with Skinwalker Ranch being in Utah. And, you know, I really want to do an episode with the girls where we just all focus on Skinwalker Ranch and yeah. and go through that. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but There's um, definitely enough content for that. For sure. Oh, absolutely. But Utah is just full of places that have lots of those little stories like like Jean and, you know, that the fact that his ghost is still out there and they still see him carrying bundles of fucking clothes around that he's fucking robbed from the graves. Yeah. You ever think that's like a. That's like a Christmas Carol type thing to where you like, you know, like he, the dude was sent to like, you have to be with chains and all the things that tied you down as a human yeah. are going to weigh you down now. And now they're like, Hey asshole, you were fucking robbing the dead your whole life. So you know what you get to do in the afterlife? What carry around all the shit you stole. Absolutely. 
It was like he's like, that's your alternative. You either carry all the shit you stole, or you're gonna be followed around by all the naked dead fucks that you rob. So, uh, <laughs> fucking pick your poison. <laughs> like, I'll take the clothes. Yeah, yeah, just give me the clothes. Yep. Uh, no, no ghost dicks behind me. Please. Yeah, no, please and thank you. <laughs> but what well, the next one was what uh, rock cannon, where uh, it was kind of littered with stuff. You had like Bigfoot sightings, vortexes, yeah. and gnomes. Yeah, you know, Love man, me some gnomes, man. That, that was the Provo, Provo, Utah. Man, when I was doing the research, I was like, holy fuck, this is no, this is exciting. And it talks about Provo having a vortex in it. And this guy claims these gnomes run around Provo all over the place and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, oh, God, this is just fucking tasty. Yeah, and I get into it and I get into it and it's all one guy. Ah, shit. Every every article was from this one guy. And this one guy did tours in Provo for this particular thing. And I was like, I think maybe some of this might be a little uh, more fictional <laughs> yeah, than, uh, than true. So I, I brought it up because I wanted to bring it up because I still think it's a cool idea that this could be going on out there. But the canyon itself is is more interesting than than what uh, what the vortex had to say, with the guy that runs down the fucking side of the mountain and then just vanishes before he hits the ground. And, yeah, and you know the Native American uh, lore that's out there with the uh, I think it was Big Elk, right? I think if I remember right. Yeah. So, uh, but to be fair, how many people? Do you think if they actually saw fucking gnomes running around the woods are going to go fucking tell people? Well, uh, I don't know that I'm going to tell a single motherfucker. If I'm walking in the woods and I see like a little tiny, like two foot tall with a pointy hat gnome <laughs> run past me, I'm not telling a single motherfucker. He's and if somebody's with me, and... I'm like, we're taking it. We're taking this to our grave. We're like, uh, We're not getting locked up in the loony bin because we said we saw a fucking gnome running through here. But see, I wonder how close that is to the Pukwudgie. I mean, they could probably be from the same lineage. I mean, the only the thing is, pool. yeah, I mean, <laughs> bays and stuff. The only difference is, is the Puckwudgie is more based in Native American lore. And then gnomes, fairies and shit like that are right. more like Celtic from overseas. But I mean, they all could be from the same gene pool. Yeah. All we know. There yeah. was what you did. The, the next one was the man in the yellow slicker. Yeah. At Park City. That was just kind of fun because of the the cop that went out to that mine and, uh, you know, there was a car parked out there and he was trying to see. And then this this old man comes out, you know, the the man in the yellow slicker comes out and uh, he kind of jumps in the car and takes off. And then the fucking guy just chases him on foot, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. That's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, the the the. In his rear view, he could fucking see the coat right down to the buttons and the stitching on the fucking yellow coat. But as soon as he hit the city limits, boom, it was gone. So wow. I just thought that was a fun little story. I don't. I, it, it, once again, you know, we referenced Mothman. Uh, whether we thought Mothman was um, uh, malicious or uh, a, a woman. woman, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the same thing with this guy. You don't know what side of the tracks he's running on is he there to warn you to stay away from the mine or the guy in the car was a serial killer and you know keeping the cop away from him or is he just wanting to you know 
see bodily fluids be sprayed upon yeah, all the no you just don't know yeah and i'm not sticking around to find the fuck out either <laughs> and then i'm probably gonna butcher this because i spelled this person's name on how i was it virginia lumos L- 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 loomis i, I loomis? said loomis yeah loomis and the old man yeah was the last one you carried so this was like this was number five that you wanted to to put it yeah and the reason i did this is because the the man that they suspected and accused of killing her actually came back because that was uh that was one of those buildings at um uh southern uh utah state university i believe Mm -hmm. and um she had died in that old main in the building they called old main and the man that they thought that had killed her and they were the accused had actually come back to work there as a janitor. And on like his first fucking day, he was firing up the old coal heater and the fucking door slams on his arm and he can't get it. He can't get it out. And he's struggling, struggling, trying to get this door back open. And of course, then he just immediately gets caught on fire because, because, you know, he's, fucking doing the coal thing so yeah um but the best part of that story was that they claimed that virginia's name was carved into his fucking skull after he had all the flesh had burned off of his ass could you imagine that you have so much you're such a pissed off spirit that you got that kind of juice to where you could just etch your name into the skull Mm. i hope if i come back as a badass spirit that i have that kind of that kind of mojo well, fuck, I hope not, because that means something fucking dirty happened to you, because it seems like that only is a really pissy ones that got that kind of energy. That is a good point. Yeah. At the most, like, you might be able to roll a ball or something, like, like, woo, I rolled a ball. You don't want to be like, uh, and then he branded me with his name because I was in his house kind of spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but Holland, Utah was a lot of fun, man. Like I said, there was a shit ton of stories in there, and uh, I enjoyed doing it. I Like I said, I love doing these little bit stories because a lot of the times when you're putting together a full episode, you want to make sure you give your listeners lots of content and juicy shit. And sometimes these stories are just little pieces, and there's not enough there to put in a whole episode. And you don't want to feel like you're wasting the uh, listener's time and so doing these state things that I've been doing is uh, a lot of fun for me because then I feel like I'm giving uh, the listeners something fun to listen to. Yeah, I feel you. They all can't all just like there's it's it's rough when you find something super interesting. that has got limited content. Yeah, because you got stuff like I did the Snedeker family and there was so much to where I did two episodes. I could have done three. Right. And then you got something like I was super interested in, like the Spectre Moose. And I just got to like I got to dig deep just to find content on it. So, yeah, it doesn't um, sometimes it doesn't help to get into those stories. And and this story says one thing and this story says another thing. And this story says a third thing. And none of the timelines match. And you're sitting there scratching your head. And and yeah, and then you just basically you spent two or three, four days researching this story and you end up scrapping it because the timeline just doesn't match at all. Yeah. So that. That is the joys of being a paranormal researcher, though. Yes, so, yes. Which, true. if you haven't put that on your business card, you absolutely should. Like, <laughs> a paranormal DJ's researcher. Wed- D- DJ's weddings, uh, 
edits sound, produces podcast, paranormal investigator. There you go. It's, I'm going to add that on there. You absolutely should. <laughs> well, speaking of podcasting, editing, and all that shit, don't forget January 10th. And we talked about this one because Logan's a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are going to do a live show. Okay. Here's the cinch on the live show. Uh, it is only going to be on Podbean. It's not, you're not going to find it on Spotify or Apple. It will be on Podbean. So if you want to come on, you're going to have to download the app. Uh, I am going to schedule it for this weekend and I'm going to post it on our Facebook page because we will not have another episode come out. Uh, well, we have another episode next week, but we, we've already pre-recorded that so you yeah. won't won't be able to put it out that then so look for it on our facebook on our instagram um and i'm going to send out a few emails to all of our uh people who have emailed us who spend some time with us so that they have the link there but yes it is only on podbean um which is the reason it is is because that's who our distributor is that's who we work with and, you know, we've been working with them for the last two years. So I'm not going to jump on Facebook live or anything like that to do with this because I want everything to stay within the Podbean family that we've been working with. So um, it's a free it's a free download. It won't cost you anything to download it and listen. So and you'll be able to find all of the Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire on there. So you can't go wrong there either. But absolutely. But yeah, we'll po get it posted. We'll get the get it scheduled this this uh, this weekend and have the link up, and we'll put it up in the uh, up in the Facebook and so on and so forth, so you guys can uh, get to it. And uh, I may uh, I may just put out like a little blog thing, you know, not a numbered uh, item that I may talk about it for five minutes and before we actually get to the January tenth episode. So yeah. It won't take nothing for me to sit down and just do that. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. Uh, uh, hopefully, I, I know that uh, me and Larissa have already talked about it. She's excited to to uh, be listening on the live, and there would be a chat room. We can do a call in if you know if uh, we need to, or and we're gonna get Logan with us on that. There won't be any video; it'll all be audio. So it should be fun. Sounds great. And we have some big announcements that we're going to announce on uh, on that live. So you want to come check it out. We'll sprinkle them out within the, I think we'll probably only do about an hour, hour 20. Um, but we'll sprinkle them all in. Uh, exact time will probably be, um, I don't know, 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock Eastern time. I'm going to say 7.30 because I don't want to keep J-Dub here too late in the evening. So yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about 7.30 Eastern. We'll kick it off and we'll go from there. So make sure you guys keep a look on, like I said, the Facebook and the Instagram. We'll have it posted up uh, so you can find out exactly when and what time zones and all that jazz so you don't miss out on it. Because like you said, it will be just on that. So if you miss it, you miss it. True. I think it'll hold it on this episode 100. So you can get a chance to go back and listen to it, it okay. you know. I believe don't hold me to that. I'm still still trying to figure it all out, but 
it's relatively relatively simple. You click the button and go live. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but we can schedule it so everybody has a link. That's what I'm looking forward to. So we can uh, you can put it in your schedules and put it in your calendars and hopefully uh, come join us for our our uh, first live online internet show. I mean, I know that Logan and Tusop did actual live shows in bars, uh, which was a lot of fun for them. It's I still, show. still remember that first time after you guys did Poor Brothers the first time where you call me at like two in the morning going, I know why you love this shit. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, now we're two for two. Uh, the other brewery that me and Matt went to with the podcast uh, just announced that they're going under too. So that was the one in Houston. Yeah, it uh, it's just not a good uh, it's not right now. It's not a good climate for breweries to have places to sit down and stuff and they're closing left and right. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you guys had the one closed up there recently, the one that you really enjoyed. Uh, the one that's all metal themed and everything. Oh, the metal monkey. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, this one was a popular one out in Houston and it, they just announced they just couldn't keep it up and going anymore. So it's, now it's a lot of work. It's not just serving the beer that you, but you got to go back. A lot of these places are brewing that beer. Yeah. You know, uh, then that's a lot of work involved in all that and trying to get it scheduled out to, you know, uh, whether it's a holiday themed beer or in your case, it was the, uh, the, um, the monster cereals, man, yeah. I'm gonna fucking miss those. I mean, yeah. there's, there's one of them. I cannot even smell anymore without one to hurl. So <laughs> I, I won't necessarily miss that one, but I will miss them. Uh, I said, it was the thing we did every year. They come out, we go out there, we get them. It's a shame, but like, it seems like nowadays it's just, uh, it, it seems like it's a safer bet for them just to either rent the equipment to brew yeah. or just brew and distribute instead of actually opening up an yeah, area, a brick, which sucks. a brick and mortar place where you can get it. Yeah. Which sucks because a brick and mortar place for these breweries usually supports other local artists too, from yeah. like them having sales outside to having local food trucks, bands, performers. It's just, uh, it's just rough, but it is what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, it, yeah. And uh, it is too bad. All right, ma'am. I need to wrap this up. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm ready to It's good to see you. Like I said, it I haven't is. seen you all month. Yeah, it felt it feels longer than normal. I it don't does. know if it's because we had an extra an extra Week. episode in there or between or what, but it definitely when I was going back and looking at it, I was like, Do we really have one episode in November two that we gotta cover? It's it's just been wild. But, absolutely uh, we do it's always yeah. good to get in here like i said uh i can't wait for this month to be done so i can be done with the spotify shit so i can get back to listen to all my podcast <laughs> i'm behind i've never been behind on call guys since they started and i'm, uh, I'm behind uh i've since i started golden 80s i've never been behind i'm behind so i gotta i gotta catch up i miss my frankie vegas i miss yelling at colton <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Looking forward to uh, the call guys doing their hundredth episode. Oh man, I don't feel I feel for them. If it's gonna be anything like the last one, they're about to be hammered. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on in this one. Uh, I will actually be there running the audio so that they can just do. Well, they announced it today that they're doing the call guys game show. Oh. On to on uh well it was Monday's episode Christmas Day's episode they announced okay. it so um yeah so uh looking forward to that I, I yeah it's gonna be a full deal so 
I'll be there on the on the audio board and just having a good time watching those dumbasses get drunk. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> um also uh tune in January 9th to the call guys. Uh Big Golden Mojo Entertainment um announcement coming out on the 9th. Uh, go check it out. We will. We'll, we are going to talk about it on the live, but I'm going to tell our listeners right now, if you want a sneak peek to what the announcement is, go to the United States of paranormal.com. And on that note, keep it spooky. All right. Listeners. Remember, there's no reason to be scared. What's on the other side. Cause it's just me and golden Jay. Hanging out. (laughs) Catch you next time. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal. Check us out at theunitedstatesofparanormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter, at T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D. At Instagram, at the United States of Paranormal or Facebook at the United States of Paranormal or YouTube at the United States of Paranormal 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs Fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And... If you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.